0: welcome to the one year anniversary special of two average husbands i am your husband jake
1: (laughs) and i am your other husband kyle and down below us you've got the boyfriend as this is like questionably but particularly being called so uh you can introduce yourself since you've been here before people will probably know you but i'll let you introduce yourself
2: hey everyone (laughs) Uh, i'm boyfriend jed i was here a few (laughs) weeks ago and i am absolutely honored to be back for the one year anniversary thanks for having me
1: guys we are I think happy. when Jake and I, yeah, we yeah, we are absolutely happy to have you. It's, this will be a fun time again. Um, but I think when Jake and I started this, it was kind of like a, we text each other and we're like, let's just do this kind of a thing, you know. And I don't know that we ever thought we were gonna even go for a year. <laughs> it yeah. was kind of just like a, hey, let's drink, we'll talk, we'll have some fun, and if it becomes something for us, then it does. And it hasn't really publicly become anything at all. Obviously, like this, our following isn't huge or anything like that. But that being said, we still have a lot of fun with this, so we're still doing it, and we're a year in, and it is. Almost to the day, almost to the day a year since we started.
0: Kyle says not huge, but between YouTube and streaming platforms, we have over a thousand listens, and I think that's pretty cool, considering we've really only, we haven't even done a year's worth of episodes doing one a week, because we've had to take a couple breaks. I've had to siesta a few times, yeah. So, over a thousand total streams, listens, views, whatever you want to call it, in a year. I'm going to take that as a win.
1: Yeah, we've done pretty well, I think, for a little podcast of people just talking about stuff.
0: <laughs> Especially because we've talked about literally all of this stuff.
1: But it's, yeah, that's true. We have so much more to talk about. We do. So much more to talk about. My list just right. gets longer every day. It's the one year anniversary. We've got a special guest and we're gonna do some special beers. So Jake, talk to us about what you're drinking this week.
0: So this is uh, probably the most mm-hmm. amount of money I've ever spent on a single beer. Oh, sure. um, I bought it a while ago. And honestly, I've been looking for a reason to drink it. And I think this is probably the best reason I could think of. Um, so this is Hailstorm Brewing's Bourbon bourbon Barrel Aged Vlad Second, which is a maple stout that has Holy been shit. aged in bourbon barrels. It was like 30 bucks.
1: It's wax sealed. It, it is wax sealed. Yeah, it that wax was the that got me.
0: It's wax sealed and then under the wax is like a, a pop top too as opposed to like it being a twist mm, off or anything. Yeah, yeah. It is one pint. It is 12.1% alcohol and we're going to have ourselves a good Man. little night, boys.
1: I'm excited. Yeah, no kidding. I've use a Jed, knife I'm going to let you go second. It. Jed, we, we uh, told he couldn't just drink Jack Daniels, which is what he did last time. We told him we had to switch it up a little bit for this special. Yeah, so I
2: got fancy for a 1-year anniversary, all right? So, for my gaming friends, they uh, often know me on um, my online persona, which is Angels. That's been my gamer tag for years and years, over a decade, well over a decade. And a buddy of mine bought me a bourbon, because I like bourbon so much, called Angel's Envy. Yeah, Angel's Envy is pretty it, it is one of the coolest bottles. I love how like long and lean it is. I love the angel wings on the back. Uh-huh. But not uh-huh. only not only that, it is one of these smoother, like under $40 bottles of bourbon slash whiskeys that you can get just straight out. And it's one of the only ones that I will drink like by the glass i don't mix it i don't cut it i just drink it that's straight, straight whiskey so. in
1: that bad boy which is yes yeah bud that's a heavy pour my man i was gonna say i'm excited for the i didn't morning. want to have to get up <laughs> i respect it <laughs> and yeah, also i great. brought
2: more just in case
1: oh perfect so, so. it's like me at so, ryan's so. house an- a
2: couple weeks ago angels envy that's my uh that is my and i gotta get jake fancy can, i'm gonna go
1: to jake will throw the comment on the screen here in a second when he gets to it but carly chimed in on the chat and said jed you are an angel so I love there we no go got in the chat. So much. She's the best. She's All right. The best. Yeah. Oh no offense, Jess. Love you. Yeah, you're right. Oh, you heard and it And from... for
2: Carl's because I know she's watching.
1: Oh it. Simon's in the background. Look at Simon that. Cam. What's He'll up, jump Phil, Simon. To the dust, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Alright, I'm last. I'm not home still, so I still don't have oh, no, uh, sure. fun beers to drink uh, for the most part, but I did go to a local brewery. Uh, so I've got common bond brewers with the Scottish ale, and they don't sell uh, cans. Uh, so I had to make them get me a crowler. So I'm going to be drinking 32 ounces of this shit tonight. Oh my <laughs> gosh. So we'll see how that goes. Hey, I got a whole pint. I also yeah, dude, sliced the shit out her. of
0: my finger, by the way, opening this bottle up. So Jake
1: buys a $30 beer and then cuts himself trying <laughs> to get it open. <laughs> yeah,
0: pretty standard. Pretty standard for me, honestly. How else would we celebrate our one year besides having to go to the hospital? Like, honestly. <laughs> You guys' marriages aren't like that.
1: Oh man! If you like ducked out right now, and you're like, I got to go to the hospital. I would never let you I live that down. I know <laughs> you wouldn't. It's not. That would be yeah, so funny.
0: I don't know. It's a. Pr- I'll sh- I'll send you a picture of it later. It's Dude, pretty solid. Melt the, melt the wax directly out of the. That might be All the move. You, there you
1: go. Seal it up with some wax. Wow. I got
0: a paper towel. We'll be fine.
1: <laughs> I'll just get you some glue. Holy shit!
0: <clears throat> Carly oh.
1: threw another comment in the chat since Jake is now taking care of his own blood. Hi, big boy Simon. <laughs> oh yeah. The biggest. All right. So <clears throat> while Jake is tending to his wound, um, we usually make our guests go first because that's tradition. Uh, but we've also made Jed go first last time. So I will open it up to your opinion, Jed, on if you want to start or not this week.
2: Yeah, I remember. Uh, I had like th- I came prepared with three based on time. Uh, I'm going to choose my like medium one for time because I would love to talk about the NFL and how absolutely absurd it is this year yeah wow holy smokes i was at work when tyreek hill got traded today same just... i got the
1: notification on my watch and yeah. i literally said holy shit Out loud. Yeah. And my, my class was like dude are you okay
2: <laughs> i was like yeah dude i'm fine don't worry about it i was in aruba when i found out my favorite player of all time Devonte adams got traded yeah that's, that one that's hurt my effing soul um congratulations to raiders fans by the way i guess that's all i'm congratulations gonna congratulations
1: to aaron Rodgers for sucking up the entire fucking cap space of that team <laughs> Well, you
2: can say the same thing about Patrick Mahomes. That's with Tyree bought a bag and they couldn't get yeah. it to him.
1: Yeah, that's the curse absolutely. of the
2: five hundred you know million dollar quarterback. But that's yeah, not dude. what we're here to talk <laughs> about today. I am here, so I'll I'll preface this like I preface my last topic. Um, I am actually entering my last week of active military service. It has been twelve straight years of military service, and I have decided to change career fields uh i'm going into the cyber world Uh, i'm really excited about it uh i'm going through syracuse university to do so and the whole reason i'm giving you this context because it's been really on my mind about changing jobs changing careers i'm not the only one at my office that is interested in changing careers and going back to school to change their jobs and in fact it made me want to look it up over the last year 21 percent of millennials which is what the category we all fall into have changed their job within the last year, like changed their straight-up career in the last uh, year. Yeah, And that made me want to dig further. 46% of Americans in total have either considered changing their careers or changed their careers over the last year based on census data. And so my topic for today is what is the big thing? Like, what do you guys think that is the big uh, driving factor as to why people are, are uprooting their careers yeah, and just dude. saying, you know what, this is not for me. I'm out. Like I got, I going to go do something that makes me happy or makes me more money. Or I'm not yeah. settling. Basically, like, what's the attitude shift?
1: I'll happily go first on this one. And Jake, Please. can you get Logan's comment off the screen because as much as I love Logan, it's just sorry, taking up forgot about screen. it. You.
0: For tending All your right. wound here.
1: So, um, Corman. Why do, oh, yeah. Corman. <laughs> why are we? are people leaving uh, the job market Uh, it's a good topic and i think it's to me i think the answer is pretty simple um i think you saw a uh, a switch in the power dynamic dynamic of employee versus employer during COVID, and you saw a lot of people leaving the office space right and not every job could accommodate uh work from home style situations and when they failed to do that you lost a lot of your workforce right and so Uh, a lot of those positions needed to be filled and so you now have this power switch from a limited number of spaces being or in a a shitload of people trying to fill those spaces right over to the opposite where now i have all these job openings and nobody wants them right Uh, and there's a lot of politics and like different things that go into the way that that happened and we don't even really need to go down that aisle or otherwise i mean i will i'm happy to talk about it but um i think the biggest thing is is now you're seeing that the employee has the power uh, to not only negotiate their own salary. Uh, but they're seeing a lot of job openings available in careers that they may or may not have wanted to potentially dive into right uh, at some point in their life so if, you know if you were uh, for example and I'll just use your situation as an example right like say before you were you started doing what you're doing now if you had an interest in the cyber field but maybe it was just too competitive to get, too competitive to get into uh, or you needed a certain level of education or whatever it was and now maybe those requirements have changed and there's a lot more job openings right so it could be that they only require some level of experience lower than what was previously accepted because they need to fill these job slots. So you you have a lot of leverage as the employee now seeking out that job. So it's I think it's um, and you know and I would encourage everybody to do this. But when you're trying to get a job now, I I, I think you absolutely should be negotiating for salary uh, and pay, even at like some of these lower level jobs, right? Like you you have a lot more power and influence over the employer than you used to. And that doesn't always, and it's not going to stay that way for very long. I would, I would very much uh, expect to see that switch back, uh, and that dynamic changing. I don't know if you guys saw it. Um, there was a letter, an email leaked on the internet today, dynamic and changing. I can't, I yeah, I, I can't uh, verify the validity of that uh, email or whatever. You know, it was, it was on Reddit or whatever it was, but um, an Applebee's manager, I think it was like a district manager, sent a, like essentially like an employee all email out. Mm -hmm. And basically said, um, you know, the economy is changing, gas prices are going up, and now we will be able to competitively give people less money to come work at Applebee's and exploit their hours more because the cost of living is going up and they're going to want to work more. And when they do that, we can pay them less money, which is like extraordinarily fucked up, right? Uh, but it got leaked and it's out there now from from like a major corporation like that or I don't know if, I guess you might not call Applebee's a major corporation but a, a big chain right? No, you, um,
2: you, I, I'm so. almost positive they're Fortune 500 honestly.
0: If not them, like one of their ownership companies. But yeah, exactly what <clears> you're <throat> saying, Kyle. Like I'm also I'm in basically the exact same boat as Jed. Like this is my last full week of employment at my current employer and then I'm switching yeah. industries. Yeah. Now, I, I, hey, all right,
2: man. Dude, we never we didn't even discuss that. Yeah, it,
0: this is completely That's the best like, thing about
1: this podcast, man. Exactly. Dude, but yeah, what a coincidence. One of the best things. Yeah, stuff. so I'm I also
0: answer. I'm also completely switching industries. I've been in higher education for basically my entire postgraduate or post undergraduate professional career, and I'm switching to professional recruiting. And a lot of that was just I saw what the job offerings were currently and how the market has adapted to certain roles. And there's no point for me to continue to do my job, which don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with the work that I do, but I can save myself like nine hours a week commuting. I can save myself just the stress of working in an, like higher education's in a decline and working in that industry is stressful enough as it is versus going to recruiting for a company that's expanding like crazy within its space. You know, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a, a, um, a, like a grocery retailer that is adding a hundred like announced in December, January of this year that they're adding a hundred stores on top of what they already have. Like there's, why would I stay in a dying industry when I have the opportunity to not only get a better work opportunity for my lifestyle, a more competitive salary, comparatively and just work from home. Like I think I think COVID really showed everybody like going into the office for a lot of roles is a waste of time. And for my role, it was a waste of time. And there's no point for me to continue doing the work that I was doing when I can do almost identical work professionally as opposed to academically. And just, I, can, I don't have to commute. I, I save, even if my salary is exactly the same between the two jobs, the money I save between commuting each week You know, I only commuted three days a week, but like I said, it was still nine hours of driving each day. That's a full work day that I'm driving. Not each day, each week, nine hours each week, basically three hours each day. It's depending on the route that I take anywhere from a 40 to 70 mile commute, like whether I'm trying to avoid traffic or just drive for the same amount of time, just longer, like just, and then wear and tear on my car eating out just when I stop at the gas station, like getting like a snack or a drink or something there, like all the money I'm saving from that, even if I'm making the exact same amount of dollars, I'm I'm getting a raise essentially. And just knowing that I'm going to be in an industry that's going to be around much longer is known for paying better. Like professional recruiting pays a lot better than academic recruiting does. Like there's just so many benefits now that are, I think just to it being readily available through websites like LinkedIn, Glassdoor, you know, finding out more about employers and getting like actually understanding what you're getting yourself into in a way that you could not never really do before. I think there's so many factors that are, are playing into it. And that's why we're seeing so many people doing it. Like the, like the recruiting field that I'm going into, it's probably the largest industry in the world right now. Like, honestly,
1: I'm actually really jealous of you guys because uh, if I was at an opportunity, I think this is, and I, I shit you not, I think this is one of the only opportunities that we might have in our lifetimes to see a window like this, where you have such a true and fast power dynamic switch in terms of your leverage, like the ability for you as an employee to leverage your position. Because you know, most of the time when, especially as a relatively young person trying to enter a different career field, you don't have a lot of experience or you know things, relevant things that you can bring to that job market. Um, that can help you leverage your salary, or your working conditions, or your benefits, or all these things that we've already been talking about, right? And then uh, but it, you're at this weird juncture in time where employers can't be that stringent on that anymore. They just have to get people in that they can trust to come in and do the job, or be willing to learn, right? Like you need to maybe you don't have the same level of education that we've borrowed them previously, but you're willing to learn from somebody, and we can you know pair you up with somebody else and learn on the job. Uh, so I think if you have ever considered changing career fields and like you've been hesitant about it. I think you are running out of time to, to seize this opportunity to not only do that switch, but get paid well to do it uh, competitively, at least. Well, mm-hmm. we're
0: also seeing now too, like a lot more employers are putting emphasis on experience, like actual professional experience or the willingness to learn more so than even having a college degree. Like I know a ton of people are going into tech fields, going into analyst roles who did not have don't have an don't have a career or a a a degree in computer science or or you know finance or statistics or any you know actuarial science or anything like that there's so many resources out there now like i can go online right now i could teach myself how to code i could probably get a job doing it having never taken a college class in it like there's opportunities like that now that never existed before
1: i don't disagree with you i do think technology is a part of this obviously i think you know you bring in a lot of tech into the consideration and you start thinking about the ease of access of information and self-training and, yeah. and self-learning and all these things. And I do agree with you. I think tech is a little bit of a niche industry in that like, because it is so like the, the level of information in the tech industry is so available that I think it is one of those places where if that's where you want to go, I think it's a little easier to do that than it is in some of the other fields. But um, even because-
0: like, even like the field that I'm going into a professional recruiting half the jobs that are listed that I look at on LinkedIn don't even require a college degree. It's literally like zero to two years experience, uh, high school diploma or GED and a willingness to learn. Like those are the requirements. Yeah, which or, is great. Or like if you have a retail sales background, they weigh that. Like, you know, there's a lot of opportunities and a lot of careers that you can now go into where you don't need the same training that you did before. They're gonna, and that's kind of been my whole thing anyway is wherever you go is gonna spend a bunch of time training you anyway. No, almost no roles anymore. I, I say that having been in this exact situation that I'm saying doesn't happen, but most industries don't just throw you into a role and expect you to survive. Like they're going to train you. They are going to make sure that you have the tools that you need to
1: succeed. Yeah. And like I've experienced a lot of that, which is why I have to laugh about it. Yeah. I know what you're getting at, so like um, Yes. Uh Jed, it's your topic though. Let's hear what you have to say about it.
2: I think I think you guys both know you honestly I was going to bring two arguments to the process one it was um, a switch in the power dynamic and the other one was the individual empowerment um, of and you guys both spoke to the individual points so I'm not going to beat a dead horse I just want to say like for my personal experience it's been both yeah Um, and I think for a lot of people it's been both if it was one or the other I don't know if I would have made the switch yeah. But um, I'm staring down the barrel of uh, a nice pivot point where I was recently married. I know I'm a boyfriend here, but I was you know married within the last year and I'm now in a position where my spouse can support our household income so I can go to school for four months. Yeah. yeah. And and, and I'm not going to school school. I'm going through Syracuse University. It is a professional certificate program yep. It yeah. is for industry certificates. It is not going to be a, a Syracuse degree. Right. And and when I talk to uh, career counselors and career mentors, um, everyone there says it's about experience. It's about certificates. uh, And and yeah, having a bachelor's is just as a way to get your name, you know, in the uh, applicant pool sometimes. But it's not always necessary.
1: Yeah, I think the uh, the certificate thing is a relatively new thing, and maybe mm-hmm. I'm crazy, and that isn't. But I feel like that is like a very it new thing to the education but world.
2: The emphasis on them. Uh, yeah. Okay, has that's fair. Skyrocketed that's over the yeah. last few years. Which I'm is interesting because when you, I mean, you really, really when you think this? about it, yep. go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. The certificates historically, there was a lot more emphasis on like manufacturing, um, project management, those kind of things that didn't necessarily require a necessarily ton of te- 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 eh, technology. Like machinery, for example, like there was a certificates for machinery and 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 things like that that were basically subcategories of like engineering. Um, yeah. Just as an example, but they were like you would go to a trade school, get your certificate, and then you would go into the trade. Um, the emphasis has been a lot more on the uh, you know computer aspect of it. The 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 professional aspect of it is, is really expanded past manufacturing is all I was going to say.
1: Yeah, the way uh, I think I lost my train of thought here now, but the thing. Uh, oh, the thing that I was going to say is that, you know, your professional educational degrees, right? Like your bachelor's degrees, uh, specifically, specifically if you're going to like a more liberal arts school, there's so much fluff in there, right? Dude, So the fact I, that you're moving towards a certificate anyway, makes so much sense to me. Yeah. Like that, that honestly is what a degree should be anyway.
0: I took a if, baseball if not, class in my undergrad. Like that so was
1: saying, like if you're not going for like a, if you don't know what you want to do and you're going for like a general education okay. degree or like a gen ed degree or whatever. <laughs> That's I totally what I got, that. baby. That's do, what I, I got. Totally, <laughs> I get the, I get the, um, you know, the fluff piece there. Cause you don't know what you want to do. So it's giving you exposure. But if you know what you want to do, then a certificate makes so much more sense yeah i want to read a couple of these comments off too because i have to think about the fact that this is mostly audio for most people and they don't actually see what's on the screen so going back a couple carly said that uh as for me uh i'm a nurse by trade but not doing nursing because nurses are being treated like shit, and the pandemic has exposed that has exposed that toxicity which is huge too right like you're you i think the pandemic was a highlighter for a lot of industries in terms of uh kind of pointing out some of the problems that were there or you know um, oh yeah increasing the intensity of some problems that were already dormant in the industry because of just, you know, the, the switch in, in terms of atmosphere that COVID created.
0: But even even on that note, though, like nurses even found a way to kind of take some of that power dynamic back by the increase of the yeah. need for travel nurses. And I've heard stories of uh, the where I worked at previously was an undergraduate school that was very well known for nursing. And I've heard like friends that went to the school there, they've talked about how they're making 8x what their salary would have been because they're travel nursing and they get to yeah. s- they they're out in like Oregon now working in a random hospital that's paying them $8,000 a month to to be a nurse there for 6 months and then they can renegotiate their contract or go somewhere else that they want to go like yeah. even that like th- at the beginning of the pandemic they were definitely being treated like shit and even with the travel nurses we see them treated like shit too like we see um like like nurses who the hospital tries to change their contract after they start and stuff like that yep and a lot of those people are just like okay bye i'll go to a different contract now how about
1: not supplying proper ppe in the middle of the pandemic yeah dude that and like i think one of the i what jake was kind of just driving at too a little bit is i like one of my favorite things about all this like uh you know this power switch and like the pandemic style employment right is that um It's so easy now for you, like if you're in a job that you do not like and or like that isn't giving you what you want. And you're like, hey, this is what I need in order to stay in this job. And they're like, no. And you're like, I'm leaving today. Yeah. It's funny because like the, and you know, there's a lot of boomers to generalize this a little bit. But I think there's a lot of boomers and like people in the older generations, right, that are going like, what about the two week notice? And that courtesy is fucking gone. Oh, yeah. Like, I think people still probably do it for the most part. It certainly can be.
0: I gave my employer basically a month of notice,
1: which yeah, I, I think. Get, I mean, I'm not trying to say like to people are just shitty now. Like I think that. Oh yeah, people but do also, try to do that, right? If you like your job, but you're just moving on or whatever. I think people are still trying to be courteous and give notice, but you don't need to, right? Yeah, there's no. nothing ever. It's not illegal for you to just walk the fuck out. Like you if don't. If your know boss job, is being shit, a dick, you know what I mean.
0: <laughs> if your boss is being a dick, fucking leave. Like there's, yeah. and I think that's like. Maybe this is a good point, like a good place to wrap the topic is like the power is back in our hands as as employees, like the employers no longer for now. Right. So take advantage of that. Take advantage of those. If you want to take a contract job for a year because that contract job pays two or three X, whatever your normal salary is, like even in the recruiting world, that's a very common thing. You could go work for a company for a year and they're going to pay you almost double what they would pay like a traditional full-time employee. Like, yeah. there's, there's so many things that play to the employee's favor right now. Like, now is the perfect time to take advantage of that. Like, I am, like Jed is, like Kyle May sometime down the road. Like, you never know. But, you know, there's there's options that are there that weren't there before. And it's important yeah. to recognize that and to have these conversations.
1: Yeah, and Uncle Kyle, just to not leave him out of the comments, too, he said that his uh, some fellow truck drivers are having a some conversation similar to this today. And, uh, you know, he, as a trucker, has a... Um, a technical cert- certificate right to do his job so like you just you, you learn what you need to to do the job right which which does definitely make some sense uh checking yeah. in. wow uh that the two-week notice is rare um because they're just
0: that gonna l- that yeah. well no that's tr- so true like i had a job where i put in a two-week notice they're like we'll we'll just pay you for your last two weeks get out of here
1: i'm surprised they haven't paid you frankly i yeah. told
0: them i was gonna show up if they weren't gonna pay me so Kind of forced their <laughs> hand I'm surprised out. they <laughs> offered
1: it, right? You know what I mean? Well, I was like, We're I'm going to work for two more some weeks. On you. Yeah, 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 sure. All right, sweet. Okay. Great topic, Jed. Anything else anybody wants to throw in there before we switch off? All right, I went first last week, which means it is 100% to you for number two. What is your your topic today for the one-year anniversary? The
0: for the one-year anniversary.
1: I are going see how many times we can fit in one-year anniversary into this conversation.
0: Somebody which, do a... I'll which I'll Which
1: anniversary? One year. Just one. Oh, one, one year. Okay, so this, yeah. this is the one year. Oh, right. By the yeah. way, everybody,
0: I upgraded uh, from the paper towel that was stopping my bleeding to a Band-Aid. My lovely okay. wife brought me a Band-Aid, so we're uh, we're doing great over here. Oh,
2: she they did a lovely too, man. She, she did. Oh, the, door, the door I is saw. right here,
0: so I literally just had yeah. to be like...
2: I, I saw the reach. <laughs> I'll be honest. I saw the reach. Kyle was talking. It happens.
0: Um, <laughs> so I want to talk about what are some things from your childhood that you... Like this was an integral part of your experience growing up. But you think a lot of people that either listen to this podcast or will listen to this podcast or just in general don't probably know about. I'll give you an example. So my friends and I, when we were younger, mostly us athletes were all baseball yeah. players. We played this card game called MLB Showdown. It was a dice and card game where you played a game of baseball with dice, different players. Um, in fact, in a second, once one of you starts talking about your topic, I'll run and grab a couple of the cards to show them cause I have them right over here. Um, but it was a card game where like the, like the pitchers had certain amount of points and there was a specific way to play the game. Right. But this was like huge in my area. And there was like an eBay market for this cause that's where we bought players that were really good. Like this was a big thing for a couple years. And then it just disappeared. And if, you, if I talk about it, I guarantee nobody here, I, I guarantee neither of you know what I'm talking about. Logan, who's watching tonight, knows what I'm talking about because I used to beat him all the time as his comment <laughs> on the screen says. Um, but like, it was such an integral part of me growing up. Like, We started a club at our elementary school for this game. This was like 2005. Mm. And it's just not been a thing since. But Ryan and I, shout out Ryan, are trying to make this a comeback. We we're trying to make it a thing again. Bring back MLB Showdown 2022,
2: dude. It sounds like you're playing Sports Dungeons and Dragons, and I just want to let you know I'm, I'm I support it. Oh, hold on. So, <laughs> here's it just
0: a random. Does it not stick. sound like
2: Sports Dungeons and Dragons? It kind
0: of is. You play with the 20 sided die. Oh, it's Sports Dungeons and Dragons, bro. You, but like, you, you, okay, you, all right. So hold like, on. here's here's the pitcher. So this uh, six plus so is you... their control. So I'll show you a batter too. So this batter, he has an 11 on base. So as the pitcher, you start the turn by rolling you roll the die. If your number is greater than, if your number plus your control is greater than the on base of the batter, you get to then roll again to determine the outcome of the at bat. And then so if you get real close here, it's like foul, fly, uh, put out, strike out, ground ball, fly ball, walk, single double home run. So then based off of what was rolled next would be the outcome. So if you were the pitcher and you won, but then you rolled a 20, the other guy would get to hit a double. So then that batter would go to second base. Um, but as the batter, you have the same thing. So you have like up to a certain number. So like for this A-Rod card, up to a six was an out. But seven through 19, you were getting on base or hitting a home run. So like it was just, it, exactly. I've got Let's a bunch play. of them. Uh, all right. <laughs> Pitch to me. <laughs> all right. Roll the, so, okay. So roll the die. All right. <laughs> what do we get? 18. All right. 18. So it's in the pitcher's hand. So you are, you are pitching to me. And so now roll it again. All right. Eight. Eight. So eight would be a strikeout. So I, my, I'm out. So it now goes to my next batter. <laughs> Idiot. Oh, and dude, you, but, first try. Let's go. <laughs> and then, oh, baby. So better with this than you? And <laughs> oh, you, we're bringing this back. You play this exactly like you play a game of baseball. It is nine innings, three outs an inning. Holy Most sweet. runs at the end of the game wins. You so And then also, like, each of the players right here has a certain number of points that are assigned to them. You have five Are these real th-
1: players or is it like yes. made up names? These were like no, actual
0: m- these were actual major league baseball players. This was a yeah. licensed product. Um, you have 5000 points to build your team. You have to have mm-hmm. all nine positions plus a DH. I think you get a couple bench players and then you had five start four starting pitchers and a reliever. Like for your four starting pitchers, it'd be 1 through 5, 6 through 10. At the beginning of the game, you'd roll the die whichever number you landed on that would be what starting pitcher you had to use for that game like and there was even like parts of the game that we never did like extra like added bonuses that you could get and stuff like that that we just ignored because it was two dungeons and dragons for us athletes um which looking back at it now we're playing baseball dungeons and dragons you're playing
2: baseball dungeons and dragons yeah but like this was an
0: integral part of my childhood that nobody knows about so i want to know what are some things like that for y'all
1: I've got one. Well, I've actually got three listed here now, but I'll, it's I'll more start lame with lame and D and D. Logan is a is, uh, yeah. Logan yes.
0: is a very avid DM. So if we oh. ever want to play, like Logan can can DM a session for us. Can we play husbands uh,
2: and dragons? Can we husbands play and husbands and, and dragons? dragons? I mean, we oh have my god. Yeah,
0: Guys, I found a YouTube video. where we're gonna start a series oh husbands oh and dragons. Shit. Oh my god. We're making this happen. This is official. Dude.
1: That being said, though, uh, I got to remember on exactly what the name of it is now because I'm blanking, and Carly maybe can just go look at it for me. Uh, but there is a Star Wars version of Dungeons & Dragons yes, there uh, that is. I played with some friends, and I enjoyed that way more than regular Dungeons & Dragons.
2: So- I played that. Too bad. We're playing Husbands & Dragons.
1: Husbands & Dragons it is. Um, all right. I've got one, and I, I, I think this one's a, a little bit more... Um, broadly scoped like i think you two will have heard of this for sure um but i think beyond you two i I, it would be hard for me to guess what the audience has or has not heard about this but i can tell you that um i think from about oh i don't know fourth to maybe sixth grade i spent probably 20 hours a week at least going to the library to play this game because i didn't have internet at my house and so I went to the library every day after school, and I would stay there from after school until close every single day, which it closed at 9 p.m. And my mom would come pick me up after that because I didn't have internet in shit. my house. And I wanted to play this game. So my I invested God. a large chunk of three school years of my life into this game. And that game, my friends, is RuneScape. Yep. Oh, my God. RuneScape was my life for That's awesome. The better part of three years i found I out younger.
0: very recently that jess used to play runescape like religiously yeah. it's I still active it's still yeah, active i know active i have community. my account still from when i, I oh my god i don't
1: <laughs> i logged but, in with like my old ass credentials and i was like i wonder if this is still it and at the time it was like my first dog's name is my password and so i like entered it and i was like oh my god i'm in So I'm, like holy <laughs>
0: shit it worked yeah.
1: you hacked your own matrix yeah <laughs> that's awesome
0: but yeah runescape was lit
1: for those that don't know, RuneScape is, like, an MMORPG, but it's, like... It's, like, 8-bit. Um,
0: it's, well, it's more it's than 8 It was WoW before It's WoW. better than that
1: now. So, uh, like, Rune, RuneScape Classic is what it's called now, is what, like, I played when I was growing up. Uh, that game was more of, like, closer to an 8-bit. Like, the graphics weren't great. But now they have RuneScape 3, which is, like, a more full graphical experience uh, for a game. It's also way more complex, and they charge you 100 bucks a year to fucking play it. Um, if you really want to play it. Um, so I, mean, I spent
2: really $120 on games last week. So uh, that's yeah. So if you're just going to play RuneScape. Like,
1: uh... I don't know, man. Anyway, every once in a while, i just like go log in and be like, ha ha, it still works. Um, like it's probably downloaded on my laptop right now. If it looked,
0: it's uh, definitely not downloaded on my computer. i tell say that much. No. Yeah, it's on my laptop. I think the last time I probably even logged into RuneScape. Mm-hmm. Was probably like 2010. Like it's been a long time.
1: Yeah. I, I used to play it when I'd go on some work trips because, like, my internet was always really shitty, and that was on the shitty internet, so I'd play that sometimes. Um, but yeah, I see Discord. Discord. was r- ridiculous. I played that game so much, and I loved it. I, lo- I got delved into the universe that was that. I found it com- competitive, my friends would play, and we'd, like, fight for, like, who could be the best so and get be the best levels. We had a ton so of fun, fun with that game. I loved it. So Dude, I don't know who has hasn't heard of that, but...
2: You can play the crappiest game in the world if your boys are on and you're having fun. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So much fun. I played
1: this
0: game that was like, uh, it was called uh, like Santa's Cleanup Crew or something like that. But it, it was Visceral yep. Cleanup Crew. But it was a game where, like, essentially the premise was like Santa slaughtered his whole workshop and you were elves that were going around the workshop cleaning it. And that was literally the whole purpose of the game. But it was literally like, It was like four of my idiot friends and I and we're in there and you can like there's bombs that you can set off to make the mess worse. So like we get so close to being done and then one somebody be an asshole and then like blow up half the building. So then we'd have to start all over. It was just and it was like like this got streamed like we had like hundreds of viewers because of one of these one of the people that we played with streamed it. And so there was probably like seven or 800 people who are like watching us, interacting with us and like, just like convincing us to do dumb shit in the game. It was insane, but exactly what you're saying. Like when the boys are on anything, anything goes, you can play anything and it'll work.
2: My most recent, when the boys are on game, it was battle Royales for a long, long time. But, um, I think we just kind of got a little bored of them. Uh, my most recent one was, uh, plants versus zombies garden warfare
1: hopping on to uh, play that somebody made me play that at one point in time and I can't remember I maybe it was, it was like re- okay there was like a, a trial that was out for it at the time and I could play for free or whatever it was I,
0: I think it was me because Connor was playing it at the time uh our friend Connor was playing it and I think I was playing it with him and so I got you to download it and I, I'm we maybe played it twice yeah. um but also overcooked
1: overcooked I love overcooked I have it here if you want to play with me let me know and I can hop on
2: I'm just saying I work from home Friday Hell yeah. Uh, so uh I I don't I, I'm afraid that I'm going to miss the mark on this one, but uh as far as like childhood things that I know other kids didn't necessarily understand was uh my mom would babysit a lot of the neighborhood kids and we didn't have a ton of money, but during the summers we would have like 8 to 10 kids that my mom would babysit at a time, right? Like pl- within 5 years of each other, you yeah. know. Like five to ten years old you know at some point and um we had limited resources but very active imaginations and so my contribution to your topic is creating competition out of nothing yeah so for example nothing and
0: everything all at the
2: same time what came to mind we had a creek that ran through our backyard um and it was usually pretty low except for in the spring so once the summer hit, it got kind of low, but there was a ton of uh, salamanders and there was a ton of uh, or crayfish, the you know, like the tiny little crab dudes.
1: Crawdads, and yeah. We,
2: we would do a competition to pick up rocks and find the most crayfish, the most salamanders, the most snakes, the most like creepy crawly things we could possibly find under rocks, earthworms, all of it. And we would have competitions for like who got the most of each category, who found the biggest one in each category, who, and we would, uh, this was all unbeknownst to my mom. Cause we would use like our sand pails or like five gallon buckets or whatever. And one day my mom saw us down in the Creek. She's like, Hey, what are you guys doing? So she had like six or eight kids run up to her with just a bucket full of creepy crawlies each and she just about lost her fucking mind (laughs) she was so not okay with this competition and i just remember thinking like what's the big deal i won i got the biggest snake she's (laughs) like what are you doing get that out of here so
1: (laughs) jake take logan's comment off please you're doing terrible today you know what but it's also, one you boy, you it it's one year anniversary, dude. Just
2: you know, it's one year
0: anniversary.
1: Um, on Jed's note though, I think like living next to a creek is like a huge thing like for growing up. Like if oh, you yeah. didn't grow up next to a creek, like you said, and I still think I think back on this sometimes, and it still blows my mind a little bit, that I grew up without the internet.
0: Yeah. I didn't have internet oh, yeah. in
1: my home until middle school, maybe. we
0: we had it even when i was like really young because my dad had to have it for like work purposes but i never i never really used it until middle school early high school even like we are yeah we are that generation that's on the it's
1: crazy yeah but anyway yeah you'd you'd get creative right like you you went outside and like we would just hang out by the creek and get muddy and do stupid shit. we Uh, would play absolutely
0: Play sports in our friends' backyards with such arbitrary boundaries and like the dumbest fucking yeah. rules. Like we yeah. would play baseball in my friend's backyard. Couldn't use baseballs because we could hit it to people's houses. But we, used, we, well, we would use those once we got older, um, and the tennis balls no longer uh, went. Oh, you'd rip tennis balls. We would just well. <laughs> so for context, my friend had trees in his backyard that were probably like 60 or 70 feet tall. So we couldn't really like get them over the trees yeah. until we were older, older. Um, but like we had a rule where if you hit a ball into the tree, the other, like the defenders had like 30 seconds to climb the tree and get the ball. Like we, the pitcher had a stopwatch and had to start it. Oh my God. And you had to just trust that the pitcher <laughs> was starting it on time to climb the tree to get the ball and get back down. So this led to like the pitcher being like five, And people just yeeting themselves 15 feet out of trees. (laughs) Like, just to try and get one out. Like, you have a whole game to play. This kid just sprained his ankle jumping 20 feet out of a tree. That's so
1: funny.
0: But, like, that was the shit that happened when we were, like, we, we one time, like, were super bored. So we went to this, uh, in the winter, it's like a uh, sledding hill. But in the summer, it's just a dirt fucking hill. We went Mm -hmm. there with wagons. And we would see who could go the longest on the wagon without falling, standing up, sliding down this hill.
2: <laughs> like wait, dude, were you like riding it like Sinbad? Like just like surfing it down? Yes. Like oh, you had to you were standing. There. Yes. You,
0: hold, you had to pull the wagon thing up and be holding on to that. It was like riding a bull where you'd have one hand on, one hand off, couldn't Absolutely. use the second one. It was just straight up chaos. But this was just like This was what we did as children. And that's why I wanted to talk about this topic, because there's always great stories about shit we did as kids.
1: Dude, I have so many now. And some of them are like things that like aren't like necessarily fitting your topic. It's just nostalgia things that you guys are making me think of. And Uncle Kyle did chime in in the chat and say AOL Instant Messenger, which was huge. And like, I think if you weren't a part of that generation, you definitely do not understand how pivotal that was of a moment. Because it was so it was, you know, obviously post Internet coming into people's homes, but it was pre cell phone. Right, so this is how you communicate with your friends. You'd come home and you'd hop on AOL Instant Messenger and you'd chat after school with your friends or whatever. And then MSN Messenger was, like, I think, a quick fall off uh, after that. And then when cell phones came around, you got texting and BlackBerry and Messenger and all that shit. But AOL Instant Messenger like, really bridged the gap for, in communication for a while. It was like the first time you didn't have to call your friends on the landline. Oh yeah. To figure out what you were gonna do, you know? You could just
0: Yeah, that was, AIM oh, was, was lit. What was your first AIM
1: username? Ooh, oh I, my I God. I, I remember
0: mine, it was so dumb it I was,
1: remember mine it
0: was pizza sticks 3
1: oh that's i think because
0: because pizza sticks were my favorite lunch in middle school and there yeah. were, you got 3 of them i was so creative as a child
2: mind. i have no idea i i am going to regret putting this out on the ether no you're not i was <laughs> probably not. i was obsessed with basketball from like 4th grade until like 5 years ago i loved basketball every facet of it and this was back when saying things like "fishizzle" was cool, <laughs> and so <laughs> yeah. Fishizzle '69. So I know it's coming. No, no, my because uh, my last name is Boswell. My username was Bizzleballer43. That was goes hard. Basketball that, basketball that stands. Best.
0: That stands up, up to, to like till today. Worse. Uncle Kyle still uses his AIM username <laughs>
2: as his email to this day. That's funny. You got to get off uh, AOL, man. It's, it's You do uh, need to get off AOL. You're AOL. a little
1: behind the times, Uncle Kyle.
2: Still better than Hotmail. Let's be honest my wife here. uses Hotmail. I just got her a Gmail account and blew her mind. I Even, like,
0: we had, a, a, like, a Google sheet at work with, like, our emergency contacts in it, and oh, I put man. my wife's Yahoo email in there, and people came to me like, is your wife 80? <laughs> is your wife <laughs> retired?
1: Carly right. still has a Yahoo, but she also, like, has a Gmail now. She's adapted. Light, way, but- yeah, Lightning. just... Go ahead.
0: No, I was going to say Jess finally upgraded to Gmail as well. So yeah. it was nice I mean, to change yeah. that in the uh, spreadsheet. It's right. funny Lightning. how
1: that goes, right? Like if you don't have the blue text message, you're a piece of shit. If you haven't switched to Gmail, then you're a fucking loser. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> the amount of like harassment you get for not going into like a specific category of messaging is just hilarious. Yeah.
2: Lightning round. What's the worst email you've ever seen on a work
1: distro? <clears throat> Do you want to know what my childhood email was? Because that might be the worst. All right, go ahead. AzkabanP at hotmail dot com, big Harry Potter guy. <laughs>
0: Apparently, um, I'm going to go with uh, this. Isn't work related, but Logan's email. Logan, who's in the chat right now, listening to this podcast. Uh, his was Mad Cheese Thirty. Mad Don't shit. know where that came this from. Respect the cheese was mad though. Professionally oh, wow. though, like um, I used to get emails from students, and when I worked undergrad admissions at a school, it was high school students. So there would be like masterslayer42.0 at yahoo.com and i'm like okay uh you're never gonna get like i'm why why did you put this down as your email like just make another one
2: they're free you can have as make many as you want. want you can
0: take one email and put the period in the email in every single different spot and it counts as a new
2: email like yep come on uh a woman at work Still, oh, mad geez, geez. numbers one he's not kidding 100. when he said
0: one through 100 yeah he's I'm not this kidding
2: guy dm for us uh, <laughs> uh the worst one the one i i asked there was a girl uh where she was like a pretty high-ranking individual and her email her emergency contact email was like devil rocker chick 666 at hotmail.com and it blew my mind as the worst email I've ever
1: seen in my entire life that's amazing I don't see that many work related I should start paying more attention to like email chains. you got to do it when, you, yeah. when you're when you
2: in charge of a distro one day you just got to be like okay I need everyone's email and you just be stunned at this stupid shit people put yeah, on professional distros it's amazing. see yeah.
0: for me I don't have too many experiences like that though because working at a school Everybody's just at school.edu, so like you don't, yeah. you rarely have the opportunity to see those like, just dumb fucking emails. That's kind of how I Prepare was. Prepare yourself, recruiter right? like, man.
1: I up until, um, so I guess that's not true. I had my Ascaban P at Hotmail.com until I got one through like my local utility company, and then it was just my name. So I guess I didn't have that cheesy ass one for very long, but I was a real big Harry Potter fan. Uh But anyway. I've got to throw out some other ones now that you guys, and I'm going to start rapid firing these because we're running out of time.
0: We can go long. It's the one year anniversary. It's the
2: one year anniversary, Kyle. It's the one year anniversary. We
0: can go a little long. We
2: can go another year.
1: (laughs) It is the one year anniversary. Yeah, we're Um,
0: doing an episode for one year straight.
2: Hope you guys are ready. It's funny because um,
1: this is one that I hear more from people from Iowa than I do say so myself, but people in Iowa will swear that you didn't have like your growing up moment in the Midwest unless you detasseled the corn. Yeah. And if you don't know what detasseling corn is. That was an is, Illinois thing too. I can see the confused shucking? look on. No, 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 it's not no. shucking corn. So detasseling corn is typically done by teenagers in Iowa. Uh, and that's why like they, they call it your like uh, rite of passage, right? As you like, you grew up in Iowa, like at least, you know, um, my family did. And a lot of other people I know did too. But what you do is you go with a company like Pioneer or some other small company, right? And they take you in like a school bus, essentially like an old school bus, and they drive you out to a cornfield. And you literally walk through a cornfield row by row by row all day fucking long, all summer long. And if you're looking at a piece of corn, and I've got some Kleenex over here, so I'll just show you. Uh, So if you're looking at like the top of a piece of corn, right? There's this thing that sticks out the top of a corn stalk as it's growing. And so you just walk down the row and you go, pop! And when yep. you pull the tassel out the top of a, a, of a corn, which, by the way, you're pulling all the tassels out of the female plants so that males can pollinate them. Yeah, it's but it's when you But when you pull the tassel out, it literally makes this loud-ass pop sound. So you just hear pop, 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 pop all day long, all fucking summer long <laughs> until you're done to tasseling. So, yeah, it's very similar to, you know, like a, a snapping, popping sound like that. So it's a rite of passage. It's a, it's a Midwestern
0: we um you can, you, can
1: a, keep, you can keep it yeah it was, it was very it was very much a midwestern thing because we did it in
0: illinois too um, it was
1: like one of the first jobs you could get though like as a teenager because they would hire you at 14. yeah and so you could go at 14 and go work out in these and you'd make you know minimum wage but you worked long hours so you'd actually make decent money over the summer
0: did you guys ever do like the like a camping trip in school we had this uh, like it was called Laredo Taft. It's I think it's still open in Illinois, but it was just like some random compound in the middle of nowhere that it would they would take us fifth graders to. And that was like you, that was like your, you were if you didn't go to Laredo Taft, like you were ostracized. Like people did not like you if you did not go to this trip, which of course sucks for the people who couldn't afford to go to it because it was like. Five hundred. It was like five hundred bucks. It wasn't like a crazy amount of money. Oh, but my like,
1: parents wouldn't have paid for that. Yeah, we my parents that for shit.
0: My parents almost didn't, but I yeah. convinced them to. and it was a good thing uh, because it was really fun. But also, like we had, there's like just a lot of crazy stories even from that week of doing that. But we never
1: did anything like that. We just go on field trips. but We never went on. Did you guys do like, like the trip,
0: the tour of the town near your school? We would go oh, to all yeah. the We would go to all the small businesses and like. In Sugar Grove, where I went to elementary school, there was like, we would go to the haircuttery. Not hair, it wasn't like the haircuttery brand, hair but like the haircuttery. That's
1: a brand. Hair um, uh, that was a brand. Your hair Anyways,
2: for a nickel so, <laughs> down at the haircuttery, like,
1: predates what? the barbershop. <laughs> <Yeah. that's> haircuttery
0: <laughs> is a brand.
1: Like, there's literally a the, brand. The terminology barbershop the, goes back to like thousands
2: of I don't know how long. Hundreds. guys, you guys, you of guys these, go down to the public square and listen to the haircuttery trio. <laughs> I hear they're getting kicked out of town by the barbershop quartet next week. Fuck you, Jed! That was pretty good. That was good.
0: Yeah, like that. but like we, so we went to the salon. We went to like the pizza place in town, the auto body shop, the karate dojo. Like this was a field Dude, if trip. I worked for at us. like an auto
1: shop, and I had a bunch of fucking kids from like the school come through. I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. We have shit to do. Like, I would you be didn't so go, annoyed.
0: bro. In small town Sugar Grove at the time, yeah. maybe four thousand. No, not even maybe two thousand total people. That was the most exciting part of their Wednesday.
1: All right, I've got some more to rapid-fire. Seeing you know, all
2: those kids at the hack Cotterie. <laughs> Shut the None fuck the <laughs>
1: Um, I think another big one, a pivotal one, is newspaper routes. Uh, I don't know if the, like anybody else did a newspaper route. But, no, uh, I never did. I had to, as like a 12-year-old, no, maybe even younger than that. I think I started when I was 10. Like the newspaper company hired me when I was 10 years old, and I was responsible for delivering newspapers on uh, usually Saturday and Sunday morning. was, I think, my only route. I don't think I did it during the week. But I'd have to wake up at like four or five o'clock in the morning and have people's newspaper delivered to all their houses on this route by like 7 a.m. Like that was like the cutoff. It had to be delivered by then. So I did a newspaper route. I got paid absolutely no fucking money for this. I don't even know how it was legal. I got paid like $30 it a week. to go do <laughs> what this. You hint? It yeah, wasn't it, legal.
2: It probably wasn't legal, pal.
1: I don't know, man, but I got paid I probably cash. Fucking I don't know. But anyway, it was a it was a very common thing to do a newspaper route when I uh, was younger. Um, I'll throw out a few more really quick. Um, so Jed talked about getting in the creek. Uh, our creek led right to a sewer, so we used to crawl in the sewers. Oh my God, um, so like, can't say we know, did that. So no, you know it when wasn't you're like, creek. you know when you're like driving, and I, I say sewer, but what I really mean is like a you know a, like a storm a road grate? runoff. Yeah, okay. like a storm train. Yeah. So um, you'd go. You know when you're driving on the highway, you see those giant concrete like cylinders that they like bury in the ground for for uh, oh, yeah. running water. It was huge, right? So we could literally crawl in them and we'd walk down all of these things and we'd find our way all the way to the road and you could get up into like the roadside grates and like sit there and look at cars like the fucking like throw the red balloon out type thing, you know?
2: Yeah, dude. I was going to say sound like uh, Pennywise.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So we used to do that. Home movies, huge part of my childhood. Yes. Uh, Not a thing anymore. Home movies were huge. Yeah. Yep.
2: The, the cameras were, the video recorders were about as big as my monitor yeah. and weighed yep. about
1: 10 times as much at least. Facts. We, we already talked about, you know, like just making up games, so I won't go into any more of those. Um, did you ever play My Coke World? You know yep. what I'm talking about when I say that? Yep.
2: My oh, Coke World
1: was wild. That might have been like the first like sexual predator paradise. Facts. Okay, so like well, my Coke world the number of asls is, i got yes right so you'd you'd create an avatar essentially right and then you'd walk around in this world and it was kind of like the omegle of not having video chat like you would just get into like a room and talk with you it was basically chat rooms right with an avatar yeah. but like there was no like way for them to restrict access to this so there's probably like 70 year old dudes like soliciting people like i don't it was i look back on that and cringe at how creepy that that entire concept was but it was sponsored by coca-cola yeah. Coca Cola. It, it, it was
0: literally a Coke brand thing. They And then they had like My Coke Rewards, where if you bought Coke yeah. products, you could enter yep. the code and get points to either buy stuff in the world or yeah. get like Coke merchandise in real yeah. life.
1: So you'd get like Coke furniture in the game and shit. And like there was yeah. like rare Coke furniture that you could trade and sell. So
2: I remember the Coke Rewards program, but I, I never
1: had the chat room. Google it sometime. Yeah, I don't want to. Google, you should go My World and look into it. There's no. probably some funny YouTube videos about it now. Maybe yeah, it's I, even yeah. still like an active server. A... I have no idea. Um right. and then the only other one. This, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no shit. We're probably a little too old to try to dabble into my <laughs> Your
2: mustache world. says don't go to that room. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um the last one I have on my list is Bellagarth. Do you guys know what Bellagarth is? Yes. Oh my god. So if you don't it's like know what Bellagart is LARPing. It is, it is LARPing. It is. isn't like it might be one of the OG LARPs. And it's so cute. looked it up to make sure I had the name right before I talked about this. And there's a com that is like huge. But basically, I, it's like a medieval uh, LARP, right? Yeah. Where you go out and you have these foam swords. And like if you got hit, It's have you ever seen um what's the movie? Um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. No, no, no. No. Um, it's
0: tis but a flesh wound. No, no. He's missing his arm.
1: No, oh, shut oh, up, Jake. I Googled it. Um, yeah. You're talking about
2: uh, role models. Yes, role models. Yeah, I had a feeling. In I, role I models. it is
1: up. Almost exactly the same thing. Yeah. I I googled it. It it looks wild. So At people this- in my hometown did that shit all the time, and we like thought it was super nerdy, but we wanted to just hit people with swords. So yep. we would go and like we would. We, what actually happened is and you guys will appreciate this story, and I like I swear I'll wrap it up after this. But my, um, it turns out, and I don't know if this is a common thing because I'm not a big hunter but my mom's boyfriend growing up he was a he was a big hunter right and they had this like foam sword that was like very dense it was like packed hard foam that they were, it was apparently like the the primary use of this thing was supposed to be like if you killed an animal, but it wasn't all the way dead, you could like fucking whack it in the uh, head with this thing, the old
2: bashing stick.
1: Yeah, essentially was <laughs> what this was. So we didn't have these like soft foam swords that you're supposed to have for bellegarth but my my mom's boyfriend, oh my god, deer killing <laughs> <Just> swords. <laughs> you guys that shit was
0: like a it. steel pipe with foam around it. It's not even really
1: so we foam, would take those and we would just concrete. go what. <laughs> just fucking
2: hit people with
0: those things oh my god
1: oh, uh so at this at,
0: at the school i used to work at we had a bellagarth club yeah like kids would school g- school, yeah. gather in the quad every yep. fucking week and just hit uh, each other with shit all
2: right so <laughs> since you said that we when i was at uh right out of high school i went to a actual like institution before i joined the military and uh like a, what kind of institution I, like a year and a half out of college like, mm. I, I, like I, I was in a dorm room. I was away from home for the first time. That kind of shit. The whole shebang. Oh. And I was convinced to go into a Nerf club. And we would get the science building, which it had an like atrium. Nerf guns? That, Yes. And it mm. went all the way up. It was actually just Nerf brand. Because dudes brought swords and you get whapped with some swords. All right uh but that was like zombies we'd play zombies and the zombies had the sword so you had to like touch with the sword and then you could shoot the zombie they have to reset it was a lot of fun we had the whole science building to ourselves it was like five or six floors with this huge atrium and you would just rip around playing different nerf battles all night and i'll be honest that was really really fun
1: dude it's crazy how like serious people took bellegarth people used to like build like maces like chain pieces, oh, yeah. but like the end of it was like foam and like the chain was made out of like string i don't know it was it was crazy what people would do
2: i just googled it it was that one i did google it, it was worth it that was, it was wild. pretty wild
1: yeah it is pretty it just wild. reminds
2: me of the, uh, the the old meme where the kid's just screaming lightning bolt and throwing like the fucking, lightning uh, <laughs> the the cornhole sack at somebody <laughs> and screaming lightning bolt <laughs>
0: You know All what right, that makes we, me think of, real quick? Did you guys ever see the Red versus Blue YouTube videos? Yeah. Yep. Hey guys, dude. I found a blueberry. Bob, no! He throws a sticky grenade. Do
1: you ever play My Stick World? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yep. Another. Yeah. Dude, same it's it's worth going to Netflix. Has the whole series from Cradle to Grave on uh, Red versus Blue. It's E-bombs like bombs world, dude. It's like ten
1: seasons. What? Classic. You, you Found my next binge. Yes, huge. It's amazing. I know what I'm
0: doing in the office tomorrow. I think I tried it to watch it as an on, adult
1: one time, and I didn't think it was as funny. Dude, Logan, sh- so good.
0: shut up.
2: Logan, write a campaign and get back to us.
1: Write a campaign and get back.
0: Has to, to have support. a lot Husbands.
2: of marriage
1: themes in this Husbands campaign. Dragons. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm, uh, we're almost out of time. I'm going go my... to... We can go long. It's the anniversary. We
0: can throw oh, back to the old one-hour-and-a-half-hour hour. episodes. We promised the
1: viewers we were going to try to get to an hour. Actually, yeah, maybe, it's the anniversary episode. Maybe, maybe the
2: anniversary episode's your first actual hack at a one-hour, though.
1: We, we'd be wrong, man. We'd be losing. What do you mean?
2: <laughs> I just mean, like, if you actually did it under one hour for the first time on your anniversary episode, that shows progress,
1: right?
0: Eh. We like to devolve in this community.
2: All right, fuck All right it. and so
1: that's the end of the episode. We're just going to close <laughs> out now. Uh, All right, Kyle, yeah, so let's hear it. We'll, I was going to give you guys two options, but I decided mm. now with time that I'm no longer going to do that. And Jake, this is another one that I'm not 100% sure if I've talked about it or not because I like had it in my list and I thought maybe I should have checked this before. So if I have, I will switch to the other topic. Just like <sighs> I would like to know, what is the f- your favorite car that you have ever owned? and you can add on to this by saying first car if you want to so like first car favorite car i'm cool with that too Mm. but i want to know what car did you purchase that was your absolute favorite
0: um i would my current car uh it's a 2015 hyundai genesis 3.8 sedan it's pretty solid it's technically a luxury vehicle so really no complaints uh the only complaint is it doesn't have apple carplay it was the year before they allowed apple carplay in hyundai vehicles so that kind of sucks, um, and it doesn't have uh, blind spot monitoring. First world problems, definitely, but my wife's yeah. car has all of that, and I get a little jealous because hers is a 2016 Hyundai Tucson, um, but that's definitely my favorite car. The first car I ever had, though, was a, I want to say a 2002 Jeep Grand Cherokee, hmm. which was also, I that was my favorite car until I bought my current car.
1: I will never own a car again that does not have blind spots, uh, indicators. So car manufacturers out there, you have already lost my business. If you don't put that on your vehicle standard
0: facts, I will, I won't, I won't
2: do it again. Mm.
1: Jed, what about you? Let's hear it. Uh,
2: I'm also gonna have to say my current vehicle is definitely my favorite vehicle. This is actually like a dream vehicle of mine. Uh, I got a 2020, uh, Ram 1500. It's a, uh, big horn it is a um built to serve edition so it's got the blackout around it uh the interior is blackout it's got like the uh molly on the back seats and velcro and you can hang That's your molly on the back seats. i was gonna say doing molly the uh the molly netting where you can like hang your like, yeah. clip shit stuff too
1: i don't know what that is i know what he's right, talking we'll, go- we'll google it it's like google the it right it's now. like
2: the it's like the web weave molly that you can, like, netting yeah you'll see it and uh, it's it's blackout. It's got leather seats. It's got the... Sorry, Jake. It's got uh, an 8-inch screen with Apple CarPlay and a huge HD backup camera. And it's like it's on awesome. the ceiling? Well, here's the... No, it's on the back of the seats. Oh.
1: Okay. It's on the
2: back of the seats.
0: Here's why it's annoying for me, though, Jed, is I have, like, a 7-inch entertainment screen...
2: Just no Apple? Play? ...on
0: my car that doesn't support Apple CarPlay. If I had a... Di- and actually, here's the super kicker of it. If I had... The one, like the technology package version of my car, I have the ultimate package, not the technology package, which is the technology's the lower package of the car. If I had that one, I could upgrade it. I could like put in a, you download like a little SD card yeah. with the software and upload it to the car. I could do that if I had the one worse version of my car.
1: <laughs> Uncle Kyle, it, I appreciate that comment, but that's not a car. Try again, give us a better one. He said his uh, Harley was his favorite. If okay,
0: right. I'm gonna I'm gonna expand on your topic a little bit because I don't give a Hold shit. Hold on, if let we go me go and then minutes. I'll let you do it. Fine,
1: because I, unlike you guys, I hate my current car. I am so <laughs> eager to get rid of it. I know that's that. not even funny. I hate it.
0: Your car's fine. I've been it's, in it. It, it is it's fine. a it's, it's a great very car. Reliable. It's very it solid.
1: Spacious. It's been fine. It doesn't matter. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. I have hated it almost since like the week after I bought it. Like I had some super bad buyer's remorse about it. Thankfully, it has been super reliable. I've had absolutely no maintenance on it. It's been great it's a, an impala by the way if anybody didn't know it's 2014 i hated my before. i hated my <laughs> impala i hate it I hated all right my impala. so my very first car which is debatably my favorite car which i was working at a grocery store in high school and i saved money and i saved money and i saved money and, I saved money, and then i had enough for like a 1500 hundred dollar down payment on a car by the time i was 15 getting closer to 16 and then i um i got a loan right so my i convinced my mom to, that i was making enough money to take out a, a loan which the car was only oh my god i fucking hate carly's car even more i
2: love mine. carly's car carly's car kind of fucks
1: absolutely love it i hate her car more than mine is and she knows it's like so delivering I can say that her i like to, to the world her
2: starbucks in that car with the roof down that,
1: that is it's an iconic photo we'll put it on our twitter later oh um,
2: that's that'll be worth it
1: but anyway um so I, I convinced my mom, I'm making enough money, I'm going to get this loan, right? This car that I'm going to buy, it's only $5,000, so after a $1,500 down payment, it really wasn't that bad anyway, right? So this loan was like 100 bucks a month, some shit like that, right? right. It wasn't very expensive. Nothing,
2: right.
1: So anyway, the, the car that I bought when I was 15 years old, before I even had a license, was a 1996 Z28 Camaro with T-Tops and a six-speed. That so goes hard, though. stupid yeah, for dude. a teenager to have that yeah. car. My well, dad had that exact about. car. It was... The greatest thing since sliced bread
2: yeah dude i that loved that awesome. car
1: it was so fun to drive yeah i knew how to drive a manual and i thought i was super cool because of it i washed that thing like twice a week i wouldn't let the gas tank go below a half like i <laughs> obsessed over that fucking vehicle and so what uh, happened it started overheating and i ended up selling it it just was like I, I took it to four or five different places and they were like oh well there's nothing wrong with it i'm like yeah except for i'm about to blow a fucking head gasket because it's the attempts to the roof <laughs> And they're like, oh, I don't really know what to do. So Welcome I, to I a
0: Chevy, car. my guy.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure like somebody could have eventually figured it out. But I was young and dumb and didn't think about how I was going to regret selling it. And um, yeah, it wouldn't have moved very well anyway. Like I probably could have stashed it in the garage or something. And it had 119,000 miles on it. It's not like it was a low mileage vehicle. But anyway, that was maybe my favorite. But I think my favorite was probably uh, the stupidest car that I've ever bought in my life because I was a 2014 was the, Chevy Impala. No, but pretty close. Oh, okay. um, well, not, not close, but close to being the stupidest purchase I've ever made uh, from a vehicle. But um, I was 18. I had gotten my first job that was actually paying pretty decent as like a full-time job. Um, but it was also a job that I knew it would be pretty easy to get laid off from or like not, you know, get, it was not a stable. Right. Um, why, what's the fucking word I'm thinking of? Why can't I think of this? Stable I, had no job income? Yeah. I had no job security in this job. Uh, But I was making quite a bit of money. And so I was like, fuck it. I'm going to buy a car, right? I go to the dealership and I'm like, show me these nice vehicles, right? I'm going to fucking. And I thought about buying like a brand new Mustang or something stupid, like, you know, a young idiot would do. And then I decided to go even stupider. So I bought a 2008 BMW 335i 5 speed and it was awesome. It was blacked out, blacked out. I loved that fucking car. Holy shit. And I remember when I. I'd put it in reverse and the mirror would move to show me the curb. And I was like, am I in space right now? This is a different world. Right. And uh, I know that car was amazing. I loved it. Stupidest purchase ever. I ended up getting laid off from the job. I couldn't afford the car anymore and I sold it. So it was young, dumb decisions. But one of the most fun cars I've ever driven. Uh, What's the
0: what's the most fun car you've ever driven?
1: Are you asking me to repeat the two things that I just said? Because
0: you've, (laughs) but you've driven something like, what's the most like, you've driven something more fun.
1: Have I personally, Yeah. other than my Camaro and my BMW? No, not really.
0: Really? Like you've never, like a rental car or like a friend's car that you got to drive one time? I always
1: get terrible rental cars. Lucky you. Lucky me. Yeah, I've never,
0: I've I've never rented a car in my life. Have you really? Imagine, I haven't, I turned 25 after COVID.
1: Oh, I forgot oh, about that. I've a had crazy. a lot of rental cars. And I've never rented
0: terrible.
1: a car. Jed, what about you? Funnest car you've ever driven? I bet uh, a Dodge Viper would be a lot. That different.
2: would actually be fucking wild. I'm trying to Jeez. think. There's, I've had my, I've had my hands on a few, like interesting vehicles, but I've never been like really like a huge car guy. I guess uh when i rent cars i do try to like especially if it's only for a few days i'll i'll pay up a little bit and i've driven you know like remember when the brand new camaro came out and it was like in the transformers movies as like bumblebee yep, bumblebee Yeah. yeah and i uh had just graduated uh a school and my parents uh flew down to alabama in a brand new camaro that they had rented and i actually drove it for like a few hundred miles mm-hmm. to mississippi and then to visit family and that kind of thing so that was fun but um i'd have to say i was in uh, pensacola florida and i was driving with the top down <laughs> of this red corvette
1: and corvette um, yeah you wish
2: no sorry no convertible i meant to say convertible <laughs> pretty <laughs> sure was, it's, all it's a was, pontiac g6 2007 Pontiac Six all convertible. i was saying is that i put my roof down at the red light And you sure did. That song had just come out recently and it was, I delivered Starbucks to your wife.
1: Yes. you did. like I said, I'll throw it on Twitter later for the dude. I was in
2: Kyle's uh, flight suit. I, which I, that's right. You were, I forgot about that. You can't really tell from the camera, the camera, you know, you lose 10 pounds on the camera. I'm a little bit bigger than Kyle (laughs) uh, physically. (laughs) Um, and, And so I was like busting out of his medium flight suit. Yeah and
1: and just like it was the only
2: clothes I had and I was just like Carly Mocha yeah. latte yeah. and she
1: <laughs> I do um it was awesome. I do agree with Uncle Kyle in the chat that Turo changes the rental game a little bit. I don't think a lot of people know about Turo still, so if you don't know what Turo is, Turo is like the Uber of rental cars. Hashtag or not the, Uber. the I mean, Airbnb. Airbnb. Yeah, Airbnb of rental cars where you can just you yeah. know, put your own car that is at least a certain age and has certain requirements, right? Like you can put it up and people can come and rent your car from you. That being said, I would never ever ever put my own vehicle on there. Oh, no. It sketches me the fuck out. Yeah. And I but I do think that Turo does a good job of supporting their drivers, which actually does sketch me out as a renter too because, yeah. you know, rental companies are so established and they're like, "Oh, it's damaged, who cares? No big deal. We have a whole fleet." Like, it'll be like a $100 deductible or whatever it is or like your insurance will right. take care of it or whatever. There's no guarantee that your your personal insurance will help you at all if you damage a Turo. Yep. and it, it sketches me out a lot and if so, they find out
2: that you're driving or le- lending your car out
1: yeah oh so my you do god you have to be I very careful with Euro right now um we'll see what happens hashtag not a sponsor <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: no free shout outs anyways um the coolest <laughs> car that i've ever driven was uh have you guys seen the first fast and furious movie hell yeah kyle which one the first Fast the and first Furious. One. Like yeah. the Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Uh, Brian drives an orange Toyota Supra. Yes, he
1: does. Oh, that's so I awesome. drove
0: a replica essentially of that. It was a full blown Mark IV Toyota Supra. Basically the same up- upgraded engine and everything like that. I drove that. I got pulled over in Iowa and the cop mm-hmm. let me go because he knew the guy who owned the car and he just thought I stole
2: it.
1: Oh. Oh,
2: shit.
0: so that's my fun story of my life. I got pulled over doing a way too fast in that car. But if you know that car, you know how fast that it car kind can of know.
1: invites it. You know, it was it's kind of small. meant to be. Guess what movie I fell asleep to last night? The Fast, fast and the, the Furious. Furious. The Fast and the Furious. Ironically, well, I you would, bring that up.
0: I was driving that and car. And then I started
1: watching Too Fast, Too Furious. And I remember how much I hate that movie. And I, I love that goodness. movie. Two Fast and Two Furious is maybe the worst one in like the, the Legacy uh, franchise. Uh... You know, I actually think that the Tokyo
2: Drift might be the worst one, but it has the I best. Love- I hate Tokyo Drift. I it love Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift. This it needs has, to be a different topic for yeah, another time. We need to bring this
1: back. Different. We'll debate We'll debate this. We're
2: going to go through the whole series, so vote yeah, we'll up to this. on your Harry Potters mm-hmm. and your Stay Fast and Stay tuned for and the Furious. next
1: time Jed comes back and we'll talk this. We're gonna We're going to roll. We're,
0: okay, next time Jed is on we're going to do a themed episode of running through movie series. We're going to do the Fast and Furious, Lord of the Rings, and Harry Potter
1: uh, uh might throw star wars in there too and then i'm down yeah
0: all right perfect there we go that's our hour oh yeah maybe yep, hour and a half uh, yeah, it's a two-part special that's, a, that's Logan, an hour you need to get back
1: series. to us and let us know when you have husbands and dragons ready
0: but we can we can record that off live like we can just
1: yeah, yeah, do yeah, that absolutely yeah. all right i'm available that's all i got it's a quick easy topic
0: awesome well jed thank you so much for joining us for the one year anniversary special Who better to have at our one-year anniversary than our combined boyfriend? But every single person who has ever listened to this podcast, thank you so much for any of the support that you have ever given us. Kyle and I said it at the start of this episode. We were just two friends who wanted to have a couple beers each week and just talk about random shit that we don't get to talk about when we're playing video games. And we thank you for every second, every minute, every hour that you have listened to us. And we just appreciate all the support that you give us and will continue to give us going forward. Uh Carly mentioned in the chat maybe Logan should be a guest. He actually was a he's guest on an episode. And a
1: guest? She doesn't know that.
0: Thanks for telling me you watch the episodes when your husband's not on it, Carly. Thanks.
1: Yeah, he's filled in for me a couple times, yeah. I think nah, more just, than once, it, I believe, it, right? No, I it just was
0: one, It was just once, but we had to record it twice. That's another story for a different day.
1: Um, <laughs> was he on my birthday draft episode? I thought he was on there too.
0: He No, he was on the um the NFL draft like live stream that we did.
1: Oh that's right. Okay. That was on a different
0: but, but he was on an individual episode. Regardless, right. thank you yeah. <laughs> everybody for all the support that you give us. I will let Kyle wrap it up, but I just want to say thank you so much for all of all of the love that you share with us, all of the comments that we get, all of the comments that we get on the live stream, all the interaction. It is so so appreciated and we look forward to another year. Honestly, we'll probably never quit this podcast. Unless Kyle starts to hate me for some reason, then maybe we'll quit it. But now, until then,
1: so yeah, well that's I mean if I was gonna hate you. <laughs> because i hate you it's too late
2: fair
0: (laughs) i've met me fair and can't argue but thank you everybody kyle and jed wrap it up
1: yeah Jed, i'll let you say your piece thanks for coming on it's been great having you as always we have a ton of fun when we have guests and it's always great to have ones that that bring good topics and like to have good drinks with us too so i'll let you do your piece and then i'll close us out
2: uh thanks man i appreciate you guys having me on for a second time it was really fun i hope you guys enjoy the upgraded audio quality i'm providing. absolutely sounds so good one <laughs> <up> thousand percent <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh man. my god i listened to that episode and i cringed about three minutes in i had to pause it and i bought a new mic sounds like you're just so hanging
1: out in a pop can hell yeah Walking i voice felt, i don't know what pop place.
2: is i'm from the northeast we drink soda <laughs> anyways i'm
0: from the midwest it's also soda i don't get this pop hell thing. yeah no, yeah i
2: we all, this all, I, all I was going to say was that you can find me at Jedediah.Boswell uh, on Instagram. I still don't have Twitter and I appreciate you guys having me on again. Thanks so much. I'm not going to
1: lie. I really thought you were going to say like Jedediah.Boswell at gmail.com and I was going <laughs> to fucking die laughing because I was like, are you really going to throw own, an email plug on the phone?
2: I, I own all of the Boswell interfaces.
0: I'm going to need you to make a Twitter just because you're a recurring guest on this episode, and on this podcast Twitter, now, so and I need to just like, tag you.
1: You need to get
2: after the Twitter game right he's now. Making a, he's I'm making making Twitter I'm gonna now. I'm going to actually reactivate an old Twitter so I can see that picture because I don't have the yeah, picture. I'll throw it up there here uh, a little bit. Carly has yeah. it,
1: and if I don't have it, I'll have her send it to me. But all right. It. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. It's been a year. We've had a ton of fun. We have missed some episodes here and there. Thank you for shifting the schedule with us all the time because we do have to this isn't obviously our full time job, so we have to you know schedule around a lot of different things to make this happen, uh, and we still appreciate uh, appreciate the wives. Shout out to the wives, by the way, of the husbands for letting Facts. us do this and uh, take take you know an evening and, and drink and talk to each other and hang out uh, once a week because uh, we definitely this definitely eats away some some time that could be spent on other things, right? So uh, we have a lot of fun doing this though, and so we're we're happy to have you guys here. Uh, We'll do a final plug real quick um, for the social medias, so you can see Jake uh, at Perry underscore FF on Twitter, Um, and he's just Jake Perry on Instagram if you wanted to find him there. Jacob Um, Perry, thank you. Oh, sorry, Jacob Perry. Uh, And then you can find me at Kyle Anhurst and spelled out. If you're on YouTube, you'll see it there in my or underneath my picture for my handle there for Twitter. Um, For the two average husband stuff, though, you can find us at number two ABG Husbands on Twitter and on Instagram and then uh, the Facebook is probably not really kept up that much to be completely honest, but we are also just spelled out two advertisements on Facebook.
0: We're going to get better. I promise. I think we
1: try if we ever get big enough, we'll just hire somebody to do this for us or whatever. If somebody wants to like in their free time, manage a social media for us let us know because I hate doing it to be completely no, honest. Easy
2: bastard. He's ready to manage a social media page. Yeah, that's
1: right. We, I am just, I'm not a social media person. I've become more of a social media person because of this mm-hmm. podcast. I just, it's not something that I enjoy doing. Um, so if somebody else wants to do it, feel free to do it. But anyway, thank you for joining us. It's been a year. We've had a ton of fun. We've gained a lot of guests. We've gained a lot of followers. Um, even though, like I said, we're not huge. We, we do have a lot of fun bringing everybody on and keep, hopping in the comments because it makes it the absolute best to see everybody in the comments hanging out there uh and interacting with us that is all i have it's been great seeing you jake i know you have your tagline that you're gonna have to throw out here so i'll let you do that and then we'll close
0: thank you everybody again and as always make sure you tell somebody you love them peace